Hello, and welcome to the Chronic Revolution, a podcast where we introduce our knowledge and awareness to topics related to chronic illness, special needs, and everything in between. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Chronic Revolution. Today, I have my co-host, Carrie, with me, who is also my mom, if you don't know. And today, we are going to be speaking about the topic of realizing and accepting help that you need help yes and that's a very broad topic Kaylee it's a very broad topic so um I guess we'll start off with just in general when you need help you know the first thing that comes into into your mind is pride Mm -hmm. like I don't need help my kid doesn't need help Uh, we're fine. We can figure this out on our own. We don't need help. And whatever that looks like, whether that be medical intervention or like you, you know, like last year I hurt my Achilles tendon and I did not want to admit I needed help, but I, it was my right foot. I couldn't drive long distances. I had to wear this boot whenever I was out and about for a long time. It took a year to heal. And I was really embarrassed, like being pushed around in a wheelchair and admitting I needed help. And, you know, I couldn't stand for long periods of time to cook dinner or to do laundry or whatever. You know, bending over was really hard. You don't realize your Achilles tendon is attached to the tendons up in your leg. And when you bend over, that hurts. Um, That was really, really difficult and challenging for me. Because I am a very um, particular person when it comes to the way I like my house done and food. And I feel like I'm the one who's taking care of my family. And so I take a lot of pride in that. And when I couldn't do that, it was very difficult for me. I would say it's very depressing. I really struggled emotionally, not just physically, but emotionally with that of saying, oh, hey, you know, I need help. And I know that sounds silly, and it's something really minor that was short-term. I mean, even though it took a year, it was relatively a short-term. But, it, you know, it, it was really challenging. And I think that people often let pride get in the way, whether that be if your kid needs help. You know, I've seen that a lot in the special needs community. A lot. Like, you don't want to admit your child has a problem. You don't want to admit they have autism. If they do have autism, oh, well, we can't let anybody know, or we don't want to medicate them, or we don't want to whatever. And that's fine. That's just where you're at. But it, it boils down to pride. You know, you don't want to, you don't want the world or people in the grand scheme of things to think any less of you, to think mm-hmm. any less of your child. And I think that that really plays a part in our journey as a family Mm -hmm. this last three years. Um, Maybe you could speak to that some, Haley. Speak to that some on what end? Well, um, why don't we start with your having to go into a wheelchair. um, Okay. 2016. So... In 2016, I'm not going to get in specifics or anything, but my health spiraled out of control. And as a result... Well, well why don't you go back up? Back what up? Was, what was your life like before 2016? Okay. Could you 
Could you, if we were out and about, could you walk around and hang out with your friends and... Okay, so here's the thing. For the first five years of my life, I was looking for a diagnosis. I was in and out of the hospital. And when I was five and a half, I discovered my amazing doctor and he put me on medication that stopped my health issues. And so for six full years, I didn't have to be in a wheelchair. I only took like three medications, which is nothing. And I was energized. I could play sports if I wanted to. I could hang out on my friends all day if I wanted to. I could push myself. Um, but flash forward to 2012 when the onset of puberty started and sick, and I got really sick around the same time. It triggered all of my issues again. And suddenly, I, as an 11-year-old, went from running around to being too weak to walk, but being too stubborn to be in a wheelchair, I remember I was just mortified that I had to be pushed in a wheelchair because that was for old people. That wasn't for me. That was for old people. And for me, it was like that pride was more based on appearances. I didn't want to look different and I didn't want to look broken. Which is completely normal. Completely at normal. That age. Yeah. Yes. No, it's completely normal at the age. I'm not saying it's not. So it took a while for me to get used to the wheelchair. And I was in it probably for another mm, six months to a year whenever I went places. And then starting in 2013, I was able to build up my endurance and strength to where I could go to the store without my wheelchair. I could go to church without it. Um, but if we were at a theme park... For example, like Disney, I would have to be in it. So I understood that I had to be in it for when we were planning to go to walk a lot. And I was okay with that. And I stopped being mortified. And I just finally accepted the truth of me being in a wheelchair and ex throw away my pride about it. Um, um you... I'm not there yet. I... <laughs> you did, but you didn't. No, I... <laughs> let me speak. I wasn't done. <laughs> She's giving me a hard time. I'm not done. Okay. I'm saying that okay. that was until 2015 when I was so stubborn. You stubborn? Never. <laughs> Never. Yeah. At least she comes by it honestly. I do come by it honestly. Or sorry, 2016. No, it was Wait, 2015. 2015 when I started becoming really dead stubborn. And at the beginning of 2016, I was mortified yet again because I was so used to finally not being in a wheelchair that the thought of it was like well she was gonna go to a museum, museum. with her friend for school and I couldn't go and I said okay but I need to stand your wheelchair and she just adamantly refused she said absolutely not and my parents were like okay, okay. they and they knew and um never make the mistake I did of letting of, your pride get, get in the way, way. Of something that majorly affects your health in the long run. And so long story short, short, that just added to the energy taxing on her mm -hmm. body. That combined with she just got over a cold and it sent her in a downward spiral. spiral. So now because of her being bedridden and almost losing her life, for six months of that year, she her muscles atrophied and they've never gone back to her baseline. 
And so she has to be in a wheelchair when we're out and about. She has a motorized wheelchair because mm-hmm. she just um, – so so how is it now? How, what do you feel like now when you're in a wheelchair out in public? For me now, instead of seeing it, I used to think of it as embarrassing. And I don't know quite how to dis- fully describe how it made me feel and what being in a wheelchair made me feel like. I feel like those of you – who have experienced this know what I mean. Um, but there came a point in my, during 2016, where I was like, this is something that I'm going to have to use for the rest of my life, whether it's for long-term or short-term or both. And I got rid of my pride because I started seeing it as a helpful tool. I didn't see it as something mortifying anymore. I saw it especially my motorized wheelchair as independence that I could still go places and the fact that I was able to still do things just in a modified way may change my perspective on being in a wheelchair now it's second nature now I don't think twice about it I'm the girl in the wheelchair wheelchair and I'm not embarrassed about it anymore because it's something that helps me and it's not something that is like this big thing and my advice to you would be if you're struggling with this is just realize and understand why are you talking about being in a wheelchair like you need it if you're talking about it you need it well it's not just a wheelchair but it's health Health, in general health in general too that's what i was yeah um i i like what you said is that you use it as a helpful tool And I think that that's really important to look at it that way whenever it comes to any kind of help, whether that be, you know, because pride also got in the way when she was really sick in 2016 and I was drowning, man, I was drowning. And I had friends who came in and said, basically, we are taking care of you because I kept saying, no, I don't need your help. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And it was that pride. And they came in and they cleaned my house and they repainted and redecorated Haley's room and they brought me meals and they prayed for us and accept the help. Use it as a helpful tool. Don't use it as knocking down your pride. People want to help you and people want to help you in every area of your life, not just if you're really struggling, but also if if you're just, you know, needing a, a person to to vent to. Or if you need somebody to go to the store for you or, you know, if, or if you do need that medical intervention, use it as a tool and not like, oh, well, my life is over and I can't do anything and woe is me, poor me. And I think that especially in this day and age, people don't want to take the help because somehow it makes them less than. And that is just a lie from the devil. It does not make you less than. It may, it just, you know, cause a lot of times God sends that person or that thing into your life to help you as a tool to get you better, to help you get stronger, to help you get to where you need. You know, I like to think of it as that old joke. This guy is drowning in the middle of the ocean and he's crying out to God, God, come and help me, come and help me. And a helicopter comes and he goes, no, God's going to help me. And he's God, help me, help me. And he sends him a boat. Nope, nope, the Lord's going to come, he's going to help me. Well, he dies, and he goes to heaven, and he's like, Lord, why didn't you help me? He goes, I sent a helicopter, and I sent a boat. You didn't take that. So, you know, take that fun little story as God truly does send people at the right moment. I just, 
had a friend that I ran into at Walmart who is going through a very difficult time right now with her adopted son. Um, and it was just one of those chance meetings of somebody I have not spoken to in a long time, haven't seen, don't really talk to on Facebook. We just happened to see each other in Walmart. And it was like God's intervention that I needed to be there for her to say, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this and just listen to her and not offer any help or advice, but just listen to her and tell her it was going to be okay. And sometimes that's the help you need to get you to the next stage. And that's okay. And just take those little nuggets of whenever you get help or accept help or are able to give help as, you know, God's intervention in your life. I completely agree that. I mean, if we didn't, for me, it was really hard to accept help too, because I like, I am prideful as well. At least I admit it, but pride is a big issue. And it was hard for me to accept help too. It was hard for me to accept. It was hard for you to accept that you were there in your life, I think. Yeah, that I was broken and that I genuinely did need help. And, you know, as parents, it's hard to see a child that, you know, has a chronic illness when you have the dreams for your child and those dreams aren't being fulfilled. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you as a parent and it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your child. It just means that God has different dreams for you and your path and your journey is just going to look different. And so accepting those help, that help does not mean that you have a death of a dream. It doesn't mean that you have to accept your circumstance where you're at. You just have to accept the help. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that you are giving up especially. Is that when God puts people in your life who want to help, who offer to help, and you are struggling... Just get, just accept the help because we, our lives would be very different if we didn't accept the help, help, not health. And people generally want to help you and you're robbing them of their blessing if you're not allowing them to help. And, and I know that's a lot easier to say than do, but, um, and I think sometimes too, people are like, well, there's always a catch for someone wanting to help you, right? No. No. There's not. Mm-mm. No. And so with that, I think that we're going to end today. Okay. And I hope that you accept help. And I hope this podcast has been a little help because we had a very <laughs> difficult time coming up with a topic today. So please go DM us, DM us on Twitter or Instagram and share what topic you would like us to talk about because we're open for really anything. Yeah, we'll talk about just about anything, and hopefully we have something to say, Mm because things we thought we had something to say (laughs) about, we have absolutely no opinion on one way or another, apparently. So um, with that, have a wonderful day. We'll see you on the flip side. I always say we'll see you. (laughs) Hi, I won't see you. We will talk to you next time. Bye, guys.